What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, with me from the Hotel Zachary, Blaze Bernardi. Blaze, uh, former Cubs fan, uh, throwing a little shot at the Ricketts there. Yeah, it's a great view. Uh, being a White Sox fan, looking over Wrigleyville right now. Uh, Anthony Rizzo left a little bit ago, but no, I'm down in Champaign. Just got done with a pretty stressful move yesterday, but uh, life's good. I'm ready to yep. talk some golf. Lost a bunch of money on the Open Championship, but uh, we're still okay. Life's good. May misery loves company, right there, boys. Misery loves company. Coming up, coming to us live from Chicago, Illinois. Dave, uh, Davey deadlines. Hey, actually, Dave, we're gonna get in the MLB NHL uh, trade deadlines in a minute. But uh, I know you got some some hot takes, some some thoughts about what's going on there. But how are we doing tonight? Real good. This has been a, a helpful addition to bridge the gap between like the end of hockey, the end of basketball into football starting up here with training camp. A lot of talk about with, with baseball going on right now. It seemed like it was going to be quiet, but holy crap, did we fire up tonight? This is awesome. Oh, we've, we fired up. All right. And and you mentioned it though. We've got uh, coming up here on uh, what? 30 days till uh, football's back. I mean, we're home stretch right now, right at the end of the tunnel, uh, college football, NFL is right around the corner. Uh, but but before we get to the trade deadlines, folks, we've got a couple guests for you tonight. Uh, we're going to start with one uh, coming to us from uh, the south side of Chicago, uh, Scott Beret, recurring guest, Scott Beret. Uh, how you doing tonight, bud? Doing great, man. Honestly, it's an honor to be back. I was waiting for the call. I think I answered your text in like five seconds. I was ready, man. So um, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, obviously Scott, you're a huge white Sox fan. Uh, actually we have all four Sox fans folks. We do have a, another guest joining us, uh, here, uh, momentarily, uh, Cubs fan, Mr. Uh, George Molaris. So, uh, he's going to be joining us. Look, he's been a, a, a fan fan favorite. People have been begging us on Twitter. Get this guy on here. We, 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 we got to hear it, his, him talk, uh, about the Cubs, the Ricketts and, and, and what the plans are there. But, Boys, uh, you mentioned the Open Championship. Wait, wait, wait. If we stay later, is Blaze and uh, George going to follow up with the debate over the infrastructure bill or no? I was oh, actually God. hoping to talk inflation, but um, we can do infrastructure <laughs> too. Inflator, no, yeah. I hardly know her. <laughs> but yeah, let's go to the Open Championship. So um, I lost about $2,900. I, I can do it as a tax write-off for my John Rahm U.S. Open ticket. The worst part about this for me personally was – I woke up Thursday morning and all my picks were already dead. So I couldn't even root for anything. I had John Rahm, Tyrell Hatton, who had a legendary meltdown. And I just might go to whistling straights for the Ryder Cup to harass him until he tries and kicks the shit out of me. He's dead to me. That's never again. Fitzpatrick is a fucking mental midget. I don't know why I think he plays good in Lynx golf and mental and um, major tournaments. He sucks. And then I threw a flyer on Sergio just because he's my boy and I have a problem and fetish with Spanish golfers. All those sucked. It was done. I was done. Rom made a fake rally on su- Sunday when I was hung over to give me some hope, but it was too late. But um, we had a couple, we had some people who came, were profitable on this. Um, we'll go from worst to first. Merrick came in second. Uh, he can give you a little breakdown about what he was on. God, I, I, I had a hundred dollar play on Ustaisen, thirty to one. Uh, look, you're eighteen thirty six and fifty four whole leader going into the clubhouse each day, the first three days you had to like him, right? 
I think I could have cashed out after after day three. Uh, could have could have taken a nice little payday. I think somewhere somewhere around a, a grand on that, but ended up uh, ended up hedging going into Sunday. Um, came out on top a couple units, but uh, definitely not the the three thousand McChickens I was hoping for. If if Louis. Honestly, his his putter failed him. He 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 wasn't making big putts anymore. Um, he made them the first three days. I think he minimized. He had what two bogeys in the first three days. He had four in that final round. So that I, look on Sunday, if you're not going to show up, don't show up at all. It's um, extremely impressive uh, what he did during these uh, majors, excluding the Masters. But. Yeah, man. Um, he can't I put a Sunday together. This is like the, the third major. Place five times in majors. You, he has the yips on Sundays. I don't. He's one one though. He seems like a great I don't, guy. I disagree great with sport. that. He's, he's got one. the yips on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eleven years ago, dude. Doesn't Eleven matter. years he's ago. Great. He's a rich man's. He's a rich man's Tony Finau is what he is. He's got the yes. yips. And he's he awesome. Does. I, I he's agree with Chris. He has the yips. On Sundays, he wakes up. He account doesn't have the yips, but his Sunday golf does. Scott, Scott has nice. Scott picked picked a, picked a winner, Morikawa. So, uh, like you said, where's the first he can go with his breakdown? Yeah, yeah. First of all, eleven years is a long time, guys. I mean, me and Merrick were just ripping four locos and monster hot dogs for breakfast eleven years ago. If I did that now, I'd be probably dead. So, thing times change. Unfortunately for Louie, I did have a ticket on him, so it was a stress free Sunday, but. I had him, Fleetwood. That's that's the guy I always bet on. Sergio on a nice tip from you guys. And then uh, I also had Bazoot and Hoot. That's become one of my boys as well. But I ended up taking Morikawa because I saw he was 33-1, to 1, had a bunch of pretty terrible golfers ahead of him. Uh, it didn't make sense to me, so put it in. The guy is an absolute stud. Um, yeah, not much to say. He just took it home on Sunday, just dominated. Jordan gave him a little run there. I was a little nervous about Jordan. But, uh, yeah, he, he put it away, and – it was a nice, easy cruise of the victory. So, Colin, love the guy. If I meet him, I'm going to buy him a drink for sure. Yeah, he seems like a great Blaise. guy, too. And, like, I was I, I was obviously upset my picks lost, but happy he won. Oh, my God. Fucking Jordan Spieth. I Thank got you. That NBC bullshit Thank him you. making a run on Sunday. They were... If this was at the Masters, they would have let they would have made more Kyle play through Spieth. So, Spieth knew what score he needed on the 18th hole to try and make it a tie. Like, they would have rigged it for him. This is what I'm going to ask you, Blaze, is you like to shit on Spieth all the time. So, Louis blew it a little bit, but at least he's there. Spieth blew it just as much as he did. Spieth was right there on Saturday, and he choked. Yeah, he had a brutal bogey on 18, but he plays well. Spieth has definitely turned it around. I give him a bunch of shit. He's turned his golf around the past year. I still don't think he's going to win another major. And I think the thing is that Scott mentioned with 33-1, to there's not really a good I – th- I think John Rahm's the best golfer in the world, hands down, the way he's been playing. He played amazing in majors. I think he came in top 10 in every single one this year. But other than that, there's a problem at the top of the betting odds with guys like Rory Brooks, Justin Thomas. Like Those guys are extremely overvalued, and guys like Colin Morikawa, 30 and 20 to 1 still, that's like stealing. And if those are odds are going to keep happening, you almost need to – more guys like Morikawa need to be an automatic play. Is there anybody that you guys like in the Olympics right now? We're, we're around in as we're recording this. Is there anybody that you like as a play going into the weekend? Yeah, I got it on right here. I got a few tickets going. I, of course, took both of the Koreans. I mean, if you had, you know, service time on your hands, you have. Uh, called the military future, Scott. That's called yeah. the military future. 
So I had to ride both of those. And then I took Corey Connors. I don't know. I got weak and took a Canadian in the Olympics and he's, he's not doing great. So I, you don't want to ask me this week. Yeah. I, I love Abraham answer. Joaquin Neiman. I put uh, money on both those guys. I think it's early. They got a shot. I think Neiman's looking pretty sharp so far. He just started. And then I also threw money on Cam Smith. Just a couple guys. All three guys seemed like they were happy to get the invite and wanted to be there and win. Other guys like Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas seemed indifferent about this. Rory but, especially. Um, yeah. yeah. Rory's not wearing a hat. I absolutely you see that? love that look yeah. on the golf course. I, they need to bring that hates, back. He doesn't want to play back. for either of them. He's from Northern Ireland. Didn't want to play for Ireland. Didn't want to play for Great Britain. Yeah, I saw that Rory's playing for Ireland. That's why I have to. It, that's why half the population of Northern Ireland hates him. They think it, he's a carpetbagger. We we were saying before we came on though, it is fun though because they tee off at about six o'clock Central Time for the round. So you got to it's it's bright in prime time. You can go home from work and watch the entire round if you want to stay up for it. So it's good. No, yeah, I think it's good. Like Olympics, it does kind of suck. I love having the majors, all four of them, back to back to back, like from April to July. It's super intense, but. It's going to be dead until April again, which kind of sucks. So golf's going to be taking a back seat. But oh, hey, hey, we got the playoffs here in the Ryder. We got a few things. <laughs> I forgot about the Ryder Cup. You're right about that. But the the BMW FedEx UPS logistic thing that Merrick sponsors, I don't give a shit about. What, hey, what did what what did Brown do you wrong on? Come on, man. Merrick, it was a joke. They're sponsored by FedEx, not UPS. What did Brown do for you? You paid to see it. You paid to see it, yeah. Well, let's not let's not blow possible sponsorship here. All right, we don't want to be talking. <laughs> hey, hey, quick little. Hey, plug. Tell like said, we have a lot of international listeners. Holy shit! The man himself is here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we look. We talked about it at the beginning of the show, but we have a a Twitter hero. Uh, God behind the keyboard, he's something else. George Molaris. George, welcome back to the show. Another reoccurring guest. God. We're spoiled tonight. George, how you doing? What an all-star lineup tonight. You got Scotty B, you got Daddy, Daddy Coach Dave McAvoy. What a what a what a what a crew. What a crew. This looks like the Cubs lineup from today. Hey, oh, hey, what? you're the biggest. Hey, I was thinking about what I was gonna say to you today. Because <laughs> you know what? This whole thing really makes me want to fuck you up. <laughs> hey, let's, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. The Cubs headline today. The Cubs at the deadline today, dishing, uh, dishing Brian and Rizzo. Brian's not gone yet. Yet. Yeah. Okay. Come on. He's gone. Come on. He's gone. He's gone. George. Oh, Jesus. Till I die, boys. Cubs till <laughs> I die. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, what, what reaction do you want from me? That there, it's, we stink. The Cubs are done. We're, we're, well, like, what's the vision? Well, like, what's the vision for the team? What, what, I, I don't know. I, I'm. It sucks because I feel like they could have gone multiple different routes. You could have signed at least two guys, maybe Just one guy, and not gone to a full rebuild. I bet Rizzo's probably asking for more than he actually deserves. Um, they got a pretty decent return. Like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but um, uh, – George, this is the this is the issue I see. The Rickets are crying poor, and then you see a team like the Dodgers just take in that Scherzer and Turner salary from Washington. They don't rebuild; they reload. Chicago's the third biggest market in the country. LA's two, and Chicago's acting like this is fucking Wells Fargo in North Dakota. (laughs) Um, I I agree a hundred percent, but dude. 
it's Theo and Jed's fault. Like they're the main culprits. They gave all these shit contracts to these shit players who never worked out. These trades sucked. And now the pandemic hits. Dude, Ricketts re dude, he bought all of Wrigley. I mean, I, I agree. I'm annoyed at him too, but I feel like too many people are blaming Ricketts and not putting enough blame on Jed and fucking Theo, the Starbucks boys, because <laughs> they, they, dude, they, Rick Hahn locked up every single player for like eight years. Oh, Joe, every single guy is locked up. Why couldn't the Why couldn't the Starbucks boys do that? You know what I mean? And you know, then, bringing up a great point about Theo and and Jed, like the Ricketts do get a lot of shit and justifiably so. I think the issue with me being an ex Cubs fan. I left them in December 2019. I called this bullshit before it happened. So you can call me a carpetbagger or Fairweather White Sox fan, but it is what it is. I think the biggest issue with me and the Ricketts, it goes back to that Cubs pre-conference like a year ago when he announced that the Cubs were starting their own TV channel and all these people booed and he was like stunned all these fans were pissed off about it. What do you have against the marquee network? He's just okay, well, No, well, you just said it, please. all this money and they're not investing it hold back on, in the hold team. On, hold please, on. you just said it. It's like it's exactly like Pawn Stars, right? Where they're like, oh yeah, what we really want is a perennial contender and we're going to re-sign all our stars. And they're like, the best I can do is buy you six hotels in Wrigleyville and a new TV network. Does that work for you guys, fans? And we're going to be like shit for like 10 years. Is that cool? Yeah, and the issue, and my opinion is, my friends still send me photos like at Wrigleyville, and I'm like, all right, it's great you guys are going there and going to the baseball games. Nothing is going to change with that ownership mindset until people stop showing up. And I know there was a pandemic, so people want to go out to the game and have a good time, but like, if the, people keep going to the fans, there's no incentive for the Ricketts to change what they're doing right now, what they've been doing since they won a World Series, which is treating their fans like dollar signs instead of trying to win another World Series. Well, I got a good, I got good questions for you, George. You ready? I got, there's four players that are left now that are part of the, the core really that are going to be going, gone or, or, or staying. I'm going to go in order and you tell me, are they going to stay? Are they going to go? Or are they going to get re-signed? You tell me. Kimbrell. Gone. 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 Bryant. I'm going to say something. Real <laughs> quick. I'm going to say something real quick. That's Cubs player of all time. But I, I, I digress. Um, gone. gone. Bryant's got to go. Dude, Chris Bryant's top five player of all time for the Chicago Cubs. He is so went from best to top five in like ten seconds. Brian Sandberg's better than him. What did you say, Sosa? George, I hate Bryant. Plays every position. He won Rookie of the Year, MVP. He won the Chicago Cubs a World Series in seven years. No one has ever done that. It's like, dude, he's a likable guy. He plays every position. But okay. Gone. We're going to get a ton for him. I can't wait to rip someone off tomorrow. Javi Baez. I think they're going to try re-signing him, but he's gone. Fuck it. He's gone. And then finally, Contreras. Wilson Contreras. I love Contreras. He can't go. I, I think he's going to stay because he's got another year of uh, under – I think he can, another year arbitration rights. So I think he'll stay. Um, but, yeah, I think everyone else is gone. We're going to rip someone off with Kimbrell and uh, Bryant. I cannot wait. Well, to your point, why I think you might be able to rip somebody off is because you saw the trades today, right? Like the Yankees got Rizzo. They went after Gallo yesterday. The the Padres went after Adam Frazier and really haven't gotten much else. It sounded like that was a big trade going after him. But then the Dodgers today, before we got on, you guys saw that they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Wait, who did? 
The Dodgers the got Dodgers. Max Scherzer and Trey this. Turner. Dude, yeah. I, was a, I was at a customer uh, dinner. No. Dude, George, I know. Before we got on, I saw the same thing. They traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. It's insane. It's insane. I respect it. I respect it. I'm soaked. It. I'm soaked. But, okay, can I, can I just real quick, I want to digress and go back to some of the points that were made 10 seconds ago, 20 Please seconds do. ago. Please do. Please do. Okay, so the whole Ricketts thing. If Jed and Theo locked these guys up four years ago, this wouldn't even be a topic of conversation, right? Wrigley was a dump before Ricketts came. And, I mean, it's fun. Ricky's a great time. But now you can actually bring families and kids, and you can go and eat lunch, eat dinner around the ballpark, and you still have guys that are getting blacked out. It's the same thing. I love what they did to Wrigley. Hold on. I'm not. Karen from Glencoe loves the new Wrigleyville. <laughs> Listen. Well, the way, why didn't they resign the white guys? Why didn't they resign the white guys? Hold on. I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Dude. And then the marquee network. Okay. In 10 years, I mean, it's going to be, we're going to be the Dodgers. So it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll suffer a little bit now and then we'll make all this money. I hate it. Lord. I got two things to say on the subject before we move on. First of all, you saying that you can finally eat dinner by Wrigley. I don't know what you're talking about, but um, George, first things first. Hearing you talk tonight and knowing it's recorded, hearing the, the anguish that you're going through and hearing you use Rick Hahn as the model GM, I mean, it's worth, it's worth 2015, 2016, all the pain I went through for this moment. So thank you for that. First of all, no problem. Of all, you guys have done a great job. I'm happy for you. Second of all, Ricketts is playing chess. You guys are playing checkers. They built a brand off of 100 years of being a joke, literally being called the lovable losers. Why would he not go back to that and just keep pumping the money in? I mean, they've got the branding there, the lovable losers. You could just keep, you could be the worst team ever. They're still going to come look at George. You think he's not going to Wrigley anymore? Come on. Season ticket holder. He doesn't have to put any money into the team and they just keep printing the money up there. Kudos to Ricketts. I love what he's doing with the place. Keep it going. Yeah. That's there's, there's, there, there won't be any more uh, cup snakes in the, in the bleachers. Cause no one's going to be going to the games. No one from Naperville or, or fucking Barrington is going to be Cubs, listen, training the Cubs, in, in the Cubs anymore. Have before the Cubs have sucked before and we still saw at the stadium. You need the White Sox to have the to have their best season in 30 years for them to, to fill out on a Tuesday. I saw someone posted something about their stadium being full on a Tuesday and like this is amazing. First time in 20 years. I'm like, you guys are fucking loose. That's, that's the second lie you've told. That stadium has never been full on a Tuesday. Someone's like, oh, packed house on a Tuesday, and the tweet was and the and the picture was from a Saturday night game. A Saturday night game. <laughs> To be honest, I kind of hate how many people are there now. I'm going Saturday. I might not go. I'm getting sick of there being that many people. Is that rowdy? There's just I, – I, I'm used to – you it's know, too crowded. Now. It's too crowded. No lines. It's so nice. Now yeah. it's like there's people everywhere. Are they not doing the, uh, hey, buy two hot dogs, get 15 free tickets anymore? Uh, they do do bleachers and brews. You get 25 bucks for uh, a ticket and two beers in the outfield. Yeah. Get the Elodes and get the Polish with. We're hijacking this thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let, let, let's stop being Debbie Downers here and and start talking about the winners uh, in the city oh. of Chicago. The boys on the south side, Scott. 
I think I, I think I get more updates uh, about the White Sox from your Twitter handle. Uh, give you a quick plug there uh, than than I do, considering I don't I don't really get them on uh, on TV down here. But what's the lowdown with the White Sox? How how are they going to finish the second half? Um, yeah. So the nice thing now is that obviously the Central is a complete joke. Uh, you know, so October's locked up. So really, it's just all about getting healthy, making sure we're lined up. So, um, yeah, basically the Sox are back. That's that's just really the best way to put it. And I can't wait till Robert's coming back, hopefully by the Cubs series next weekend. Just got Eloy back. We'll see what the groin is. He'll be fine. Just added some bullpen. Hopefully we get one more bullpen arm. I love the Caesar edition today. Uh, we were getting nothing out of second base. The guy's got some pop. He's got a gold glove. I'll take it. Not flashy. Gave up our 37th ranked prospect for him. So, yeah, we're going to finish. I'm going to say we're on pace for 94 wins right now. I gave out the future over 90 and a half on this podcast in uh, March. I hope you took it to the bank. Um, so, yeah, we're going to finish 97 wins. I'm going to say we got the AL Central coming up. We got the Pirates. We got the Rangers. I mean, it's just going to be a bloodbath these last few months. So, that's where Dude, we're at. Dude, you, we're you, yet? you said it. I. We got Ryan Tapera too today. Bullpen arm. See what happens. You're welcome. But right, thank you. Picking up Cesar Hernandez, I love it just because you don't have to have Leary Garcia or Danny Mendick at second during the playoffs. I know that those guys have filled in pretty well, especially Leary, but oh my God, to be able to have someone that's actually competent there and has some pop and is like a veteran that will be able to field the position, it's a huge upgrade. Getting Eloy and Robert back is massive and dude how about Eloy's home run the other night oh that my felt god like, this was the biggest home run was pitching that to him dude the biggest home run he's hit since that one against the Cubs like two years ago that was awesome thanks Cubs <laughs> yeah no what George said what George said wait a minute wait a minute though sucks, what's, what's another Jose horrible can, what, trade that Theo and Jed signed off on what's Jose Quintana doing now how's he doing before I okay, well, first off, Jose Quintana won a game against Max Scherzer head to head in the playoffs. Remember that motherfucker? Yeah, because you tweeted about it two weeks ago. We remember same <laughs> same content. This guy just reuses content. Unbelievable. No, what, this, 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 yeah, this is like, yeah, your feelings, Michael. How many playoff games has Eloy won? You guys, he can't even stay healthy. Great trade for the Cubs. All right, he does have a problem running into walls and having no self awareness in the outfield. I'll give you that. But um, yeah, George. We're giving you a hard time, but I think I might save the audio you're giving, and then I'll sell it to the Ricketts, and they can make an algorithm and create a Twitter bot farm from Ukraine for all these talking points and blowback they're getting on social media. You're a loyal soldier. You should get free season tickets from the Ricketts. Dude, that'd be amazing. Adopt me. Adopt me. Can no. I ask, do you want to know what I wanted to open with with my first question to you? What? I, wait, I can, I can guess, but let's let's hear it. This is Blaze Bernardi from Chicago Cranes. George, can you tell us how the gang violence in Chicago has impacted the Wrigleyville real estate market, forcing the Riggets not to be able to sign Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant? <laughs> Come on, you had to like that. You had to like that. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I thought you No, know, yeah, it's like with Biden's inflation too. Like I knew I paying Rizzo $15 million. It's only really $10 million in 2016 money when you won a World Series. Uh, I was going to say something, but I decided not to because it is what it is. Politics aren't involved in this podcast at all, Blaze. I don't know what you're talking about. It was a joke. Take it easy. But, no, yeah, I'm excited about the White Sox. 
it's it's um good. We'll see what happens. These injuries are brutal. It's the dog days of July. They can't hit the ball of the infield right now, but hopefully that changes once the weather gets a little cooler and that playoff atmosphere vibe starts hitting the south side soon. We'll see what happens. I think yeah. they'll add another reliever. Um, we'll see what happens these next couple of days because the Phillies and the Mets haven't done anything. That's where I think that Bryant will go. He'll probably go to the Mets. Um, I Sorry. I think uh, – dude, aren't you a little afraid for the White Sox? From my experience, and it's a lot, uh, you got two guys coming off injuries that were the whole year, right? But they're not like knee injuries. They're like muscle tissue injuries, right? So you're going to have to kind of bring them back in slowly. My dog is absolutely destroying my betting in there. But But that's why it's so good that the AL Central stinks ass. Like, that's why you're lucky because the Central stinks. Yeah, but dude – don't you want like if you're the White Sox? Don't you want Craig Cram? Oh my dear God! Yeah. Don't you want well, a million percent? Like, million don't you percent. want Baez at second base? Like why wouldn't you just go for it? Like you're gonna. Baez, I don't know, but Kimbrel, hundred percent. Um, there is one guy at second base. There is. Um, I mean, depending on what he costs, I don't know what he would cost. I wouldn't want to give up much for him. I think we probably would have to, but. Um, there is one thing that matters a ton this second half, and that is getting the one or two seed in the AL because who's ever getting that three seed has to play either the Rays or the Red Sox in the first round. It's going to be brutal. So uh, making sure we're in those top two seeds is going to be crucial this second half for sure. And, George, why would we want to trade for Javi Baez when we just got a cheaper version of him with Cesar Hernandez? He's hitting 231 and has 18 home runs. What does Javi Baez do? Doesn't how what's Baez's average right now? Is it under 231? 245. What's yeah. what is he at? 22 homers or 18 homers? 22. He's got. Yeah, I mean, dude, Baez has been there, done that. How many consecutive years has Baez played in the playoffs? He's been there like six times. You can't you you can't replicate that. No one on the White Sox in the lineup. We got the Jerry, we got the Jerry Reinsdorf version of him. We got the Jerry Reinsdorf version of him. We're good. I don't know if I'm a when the Cubs traded Glaber for uh, Chapman, I loved it. I knew Glaber was going to be a stud, and I knew we were going to lose Chapman the next year. But dude, like you just when you're that good, dude, the Sox are good. Their their pitching staff is elite. But you can add, you can become like very good to great. You do it. Doesn't even matter what the cost is. You know what I mean? Because you all your young guys are locked up. I'm with you. I'm with you on in this sense. The only thing that I'm with you on is. I think the Sox are going to be even better next year. But the problem is I don't think the Sox will re-sign Carlos Rodon. And Rodon has been unbelievable this year. So it could be the year where it's like, all right, Rodon's been lights out. We've got like three top-line starters. Go after it. That's where I'm with you. Like maybe go after it a little bit harder this year because I doubt that Carlos Rodon will be back next year. Agreed. Yeah, I think the only concern for me with the White Sox is who's going to be pitching that sixth and seventh inning if these guys get overworked oh. in the first five minutes, Kopech, 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 pitching the eighth inning right now. He's been lights and out. And Bummer is going to be fine, I think. I really Bummer's do think Bummer will be mess. fine. He looked real good last night. He's been pretty unlucky this year. He's been awful. I've I've bagged on him a lot on Twitter. I'll be the first to admit it, but I think he's turning it around here. I think he'll be all right. But if Bummer figures it out, then that three's fine. I don't think they really need to make another move. They can just go with it come playoff time because they'll Dude. ride those three arms to the World Series. And people are shitting on Garrett Crochet. I think he'll be fine too. But you guys bring up a good point. Kopech definitely needs to stay in the bullpen. 
Um, yeah. I mean, we we're set in the rotation. There's no more like which way are we going to put him? Like we need him in the bullpen. He's just locked down out there, so no reason to move him. Dude, didn't like, uh, David Price or Chris Sale? Maybe not Chris Sale. What was uh who wanted a couple years ago and one of their starters got hurt and they moved to the bullpen and he pitched like every day for one inning for like 19 days straight. I can't remember who it was, but Colpex I know, the same I know thing. that uh, Sale closed out the Red Sox World Series, but I don't think he was like pitching there the whole time. I, yeah, I don't know. think what well, well, I'll tell was- you the guy who Kopek reminds me of right now is remember 2016 with the Indians, uh, Andrew Miller. Pitching like yeah. two, three innings every night. That's who Kopech reminds me of. That's who I hope yeah, to be. Yeah, and that the, guy's paying the, the price for it now. He got ran to the ground and never recovered. But yeah. he but he was never a starter like Kopech. No, but he was lights out on the Cardinals and he went to Cleveland. And then he just got overpitched and he just hasn't been able to match it again since. It, it ended his career. You're right. It ended his career. He was good for a while, though. Like, he was good for oh, a yeah, no, he's up there. But he was so good in St. Louis. When I was a Cubs fan, I'd hate seeing him. Right. I think he went. I think he went to the Yankees that and fell apart. He's yeah. still on St. Louis right now. Oh, he's, he's just bad. Awful. Yeah, he's just so bad. Yeah, his heyday was definitely with the Indians and the Yankees for sure. But no, yeah, I'm with George. I think like if you can trade one thing for a World Series, it's totally worth it. I still think the Dodgers are vulnerable, and it playoffs are weird, man. Especially in that first round when you only need to win three games, shit can get weird. Yeah, dude. dude not after today though. Oh my God, Dude, Scott! Does anyone? Uh, I, I'm not a White Sox fan. I'm not a White Sox fan. Really? Anyone in the AL actually scare you, dude? I think the White Sox are like better than everyone. It's not even close. I don't think anyone's pitching staff in the AL is any good, besides Tampa. But Tampa isn't the same team as last year. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Tampa is like insane in the playoff vacuum, just with how their pitching is set up and. The Astros are going to be very tough to beat. Like last year, they were everybody was like, "Who cares about the Astros?" They took, they went ALCS Game Seven. Like they're they are a tough out in the playoffs. And then Red Sox are good. They're getting sail back. We'll see. But no, I I think we're up there with everybody. To your point, I think we're we definitely have as good of a shot as anybody in the AL to get to the World Series. But you know. You made a good point earlier. We have a lot of young guys. It's our first time. You remember the Cubs in 2015. They had that awesome run, and then they kind of gassed out in the NLCS. And you could see it happening, but hopefully, you know, we got enough veterans with Lynn and Keiko and stuff to, to carry us there. So, Dude, and this is where I feel like I'm in the minority of White Sox fans based on White Sox Twitter. This is where I think, seriously, Tony La Russa is going to be an asset because Tony La Russa knows what he's doing there. I really believe that. I know it's insane that like some of the things he's done and people want to shit all over him, but I think it's going to help come playoff time. Yeah, well, I don't know how much we, how much time we got. I don't know if we want to get into old Tony or not, but <laughs> <laughs> we might be here for a while. <laughs> Merrick has final edits. So it's fine. We can cut out whatever we need to. Yeah, no, I think last thing to wrap up baseball to make me go to hockey is George. Are you happy with David Ross as a Cubs manager? You think yeah. he'll be around there for a while? I, I, this is what I hope happens. I hope he sticks around for the rebuild. Like if they fire him once they start getting good, I'm going to be irritated because I hate when they do that to coaches. Like I think Ross has managed really well this year and last year. I'm overly surprised how well he's done too. Dude, well, that's why That's why I want the White Sox to win more than anything is just so Ricky Renteria can have a second uh, go through with that. Remember Dale Swain? Remember that guy too? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 
Merrick, um, uh, I do have uh, I do have one stone cold lock of a future to give out for baseball. Oh, um, let's hear it dialed up for the for the listeners, and then we can move on from baseball. So, doing was diving in big time today, looking for one, and oh my god! I mean, it's gonna be an early Christmas if you put this one in. I'll tell you that the Phillies to win the NL East, it might be the lock of the century. They're plus four fifty on points bet. They're plus 375 everywhere else. So if you're on points bet, you're getting way more value there. But a couple things to run through very quickly. Uh, looking at the rest of the season schedule. So right now the Phillies are a few games back in the division, uh, three and a half. The Mets have the sixth toughest schedule the rest of the season. That's a little over two months. So that's a good chunk. Phillies have the easiest remaining schedule in the entire league. They're playing a, a teams that have a combined 45% winning percentage. So they're playing dog shit teams the rest of the way here. Uh, they're ranked 13th in runs per game in the MLB, 6th in the NL. The Mets are 28th, second to last in the NL. Only the Pirates are behind them. So they are just – everything is on pitching. We've seen Taiwan Walker has been awful since the All-Star break. They have had a lot of injuries. The Mets, we know what they do. They're going to gas out. The Phillies are taking this no problem. Put 100 bucks on it. Put 200 bucks on it in October – You'll have some nice money for either football or buy yourself an early Christmas gift. It's the lock of the century. Uh, Ronald, Acuna, Ronald, Ronald Acuna is out for the year. Yep. And and Jake DeGrom just went on the DL with forearm issues. That usually means Tommy John. I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. I feel like this was your, <laughs> I feel like this was your Alabama basketball pick, which by the way, you were off by like what six points on the spread when you said it. Anyways, that that ended up hitting big time. It was an absolute lock. It was an absolute no doubter. I, I'm sold. I'm sold. There you go. And then I already said uh, from last time we've got that socks over looking good. I gave out one other future. It was the Rockies under. We need some help, but Story might be leaving. <laughs> they might be losing a few guys right now. They're on pace. Right now they're on pace to win 69 games. We need them to win 65 or less. So it's right there for us. We're going to get it. We're going to go two and zero in those futures. Take the Phillies now. It's going to be a good year on baseball this year. Love it. I love it. Well, uh, all right, that's our baseball recap. Scott, you're more than welcome to stay on while we talk hockey. Uh, we're not just going to give Georgia a hard time for being a Cubs fan. We want to hear some hockey takes too. Are unbelievable. <laughs> you don't like them. I'm sticking okay, around. Okay, so that's so okay. So that's baseball. Now let's go to hockey. Let's talk to hockey. <laughs> Georgia, uh, Georgia are texting Hawks well, okay, every night. Sorry, Georgia. Okay, I'm yeah, we're not just we're sure. not just here to let George and gangbang them four on four on one and pick on them. So we want to, we want to hear his hockey takes too. So George, let's talk. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, um, Seattle Kraken, the Blackhawks moves the past couple of days. It's been pretty busy. Give us the rundown. We can talk about Hawks. I feel like the Hawks are close to home, a positive in my life right now. Not many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Except for the whole Didlin thing, not that bad with the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about we talk about Dr. Diddles Let's just talk about what's going on on the ice and in the front office. So, um, hey, Diddle, trade. Do we think Flurry's actually going to come Hawks in with Chicago season. and Seth Jones? Um, it looks like the Hawks are going for it. I'll hang up and listen. Okay, Seth Jones first. Seth Jones, I, I think, is a superstar. He's for for sure top ten defenseman. You put him with a good offense with Kane, with some of the guys that play on the Hawks front end. I think he can go top five. I, I think he's incredible. He's big. He can skate. 
He plays both ends of the ice. He'll play power play. He'll play penalty kill. Uh, he'll do shutdown against the top teams' lines. I, I, he's incredible. I, I really don't understand why everyone was complaining about Seth Jones. He's a superstar. I mean, I mean like, outside of the cap, outside of the cap, he, he won the Vezina or he, he won the Norris. He, nah, I don't did think he win the Norris? No. I was going to say, though, he reminds me of another number three on the ice. I mean, George, yours truly, not to, you know, pump your tires too much but he he does have he does have some flashes out there of uh of yours truly but look i like some of the other moves they made i i like flower i mean they got mark andre for for what seven mil a year probably gonna be there maybe latest what's that is he gonna play what's the latest i think he is and i mean at least at least another year is what they're saying but I mean, they could even deal them at the deadline if if they're not having a good front half of this year, right? Like they could free up some cap pretty easily with that. Um, here's a good part though: this year, uh, and I believe next, they have Kershev and Doc still on their entry levels, so that helps from a cap standpoint for sure with them. But I mean, I don't really like the Tyler Johnson play at five mil a year. What do you think, George? Dude. I- he just won back-to-back cups. If you have Tyler Johnson as your third-line center, you're deep down the middle, and that's how you win cups. You got to have good centermen. So you have whatever order you want to put Doc and Taves, and then you have Tyler Johnson on your third line as a centerman. He plays yeah. power play. He kills For five mil though. For five mil, I'm, I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. He is. Uh, he's gonna bring. There's only a couple guys left from the Cup team on the Hawks now, so. Add more guys that have been there, done that. The Central's tough. I don't know if – the deal wasn't like a Seabrook deal. Like, Johnson's still young. He didn't play, the, like, the tough minutes that Seabrook has or, like, he's the kind of player that Seabrook is, even though he plays gritty. Um, I I really like everything the Hawks have done. I like the McCabe deal, too. I would have liked to see him at 3-5 instead of 4. But, again, the, t- I, the new TV contract is going to kick in and the cap's going to go up. So sure. all these sure. deals now and four years from now, I, I don't think are going to be that big of a deal, especially the Seth Jones one. Nine and a yeah. half for a top 10 defenseman in the NHL is, is fine, especially when he's, what, 27, 28? So yeah. – and the Marc-Andre Fleury thing, I think he's only got – does he only have a year left on his he deal? He has a year. Yeah. yeah. He's got one, year. one year. And then $7 million frees up. So it is what it is. I mean, yeah. have, I don't well, think the cap is as big as an issue as people is, are making it seem like we've been in. And we and we all knew that we all knew that Zadorov was going to be gone too. He sucks. Um, yeah, I I, I was a, I thought he was going to be a little bit better. It, it must have been you know how he was playing on that Colorado team where I was kind of getting some preconceived notions there. But um, I don't really like that we dealt that we dealt uh, Please Suter though. I thought I I liked the way he played last year as a rookie and and he was in the he was in the running for the Calder for a while there. Um, you know before. Uh, you know, Robertson and um, whoever that Russian is up in Minnesota who ended up winning it uh, kind of pulled away with it. So, um, yeah, he's the only guy I kind of wish we kept out of everybody. But I, th- I I love the moves that they made. Freed up a lot of cap with with the Seabrook and Keith moves. I mean, that was – I think that was inevitable. We've, we've talked about it before. But – yeah, was Pius, was that Suter kid, was he a RFA or was he a UFA? 
because he wasn't like a true rookie because he came over from overseas. But like when you sign a deal, are you are you an entry level contract for three years? I don't know how that works. It's a good question, David. Deadlines? You get you got any insight there? Oh, I have no idea. You pooping, Dave? Are you just pooping? No, we're making we're making pasta. We're getting ready. Rotini. Uh, so some white night carbs, not not a not a big deal over there. I need something. In um, there. Man, that's a late dinner. <laughs> it is eleven thirty in Dallas. I've been prepping. I've been prepping for the podcast all day. <laughs> um, hey, a, a couple other uh, other just kind of moves. Uh, are, I guess they go around the NHL. I found hilarious that Frank Valley leaked all of the Seattle picks before it even happened. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And not to mention Gary Payton and Sean Kemp getting up. Sean Kemp looks rough. The shirt that they put him that in? The shirt was too small. I think he's, he's fine, dude. That shirt <laughs> yeah, he's he's too small. a body bag on national TV. They just murdered him in that thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's on McAvoy's uh, diet. He's eating pasta at midnight every night. What do you expect? <laughs> Hey now, this is hey part now. of a well-balanced breakfast. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Uh, George Scott, any anyone else that kind of stood out for, to you? There's been a ton of ton of action. There's a couple others that that I want to hit on real quick. But any any other surprising moves in the NHL that uh, you're going to be looking forward to next year? I've been locked in on the Hawks, man. I've been texting George every night about it. So that's that's the extent of what I got right now. There's so much going on. We've got baseball happening. There's been huge trades in NHL. I just saw a huge basketball trade went through today. It like slipped through the cracks. Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. So there's a million things going on. So I've been focused on the Hawks. How about you, George? Yeah, me and Bray, I think I've had a text about the Hawks every single day since they made the Seth Jones trade. But I think – the Bruins, dude, how do they sign all these guys for like five mil under market value? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Taylor Hall signs like a four-year deal at six million. Come on. Come yeah, on. And they you, 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 had to, you had to think that he was going to get a, a max deal. Um, I mean, talk about max deals. Kale McCarr, thank you. Uh, we'll sign that one. And Landis guy, too. Avs locked both those guys up. I'm really curious to see where Eichel goes, though. I'm really curious to see where he lands. Um, him uh, him, and Tarasenko, I think, are the two big names left that are still out there that I, like, God, I, I I really don't know where they could go. I mean, there's there's some rumors around Eichel um, getting dealt, like, this week. Um, He's going to the Kings. You think so? I think he's going to the Kings. The they Kings? have, dude. They have a lot of good young centermen that aren't in the, aren't like in the lineup yet. Wait, they did you say the Kings or movement. Kings, George? Kings, Kings, L.A. Kings. Um, I don't know. I, I look at every dude. They're cap. They have a ton of cap. I'm pretty sure. Um, they have good young centermen that they can deal that are still on their entry level deals. I think it makes like perfect sense. Or, or. Vegas because Vegas just freed up a lot of cap room with flurry and they, they gotten creative before. So I'd be interested to see, I think it's going to be one of those two teams. How about, how about Buffalo is a fucking dumpster fire. 
they got rid of Ristolainen as well. And uh, uh, who's that? Oh, Sam Reinhardt. And Reinhardt and, and Eichel were like, boys, you know that when he left, he's like, peace. Like, well, doesn't, that, doesn't, have- that, doesn't that ownership group also own the Buffalo Bills? They do. They do. And they have the number one pick this year. Owen Power, welcome to Buffalo. Your career is going to go downhill from here. <laughs> hey, at least the Bills are good. If that's a football. That's a Bills. Oh, totally. totally. Dude, the Sabres TV market for like TV viewership for hockey is like top three in the NHL. Watching other teams. It's crazy. If really? the Sabres ever if the Sabres ever get good, dude, it will be an insane place to play. But they stink. They're like my fantasy baseball team. Stinks. Miserable. Damn, Western <laughs> New York go there, wants some good hockey. They're craving it. What did you, what did you say, Bray? Well, hey, so guys, let's say you were the number one overall pick for sure going into the draft. Would you rather the Oilers or the Sabres have the number one pick? <laughs> what, well, Oilers all day. I think I'd rather go, go Buffalo, so I'd be able to speak English, my native language. You're gonna you're gonna go play with three Hall of Famers and Drysital, McDavid, but just in and vacuum, just, just in a yeah. vacuum, Eric. I mean, your your career's done there too. Look what they've done to McDavid. I mean, first round exit every year with like the best player. It's it's who, terrible. Who is that? Merrick, Merrick jinx McDavid. He he said, "I'm gonna bet. I'd let. I want to bet McDavid. He gets a point in every playoff game. I don't even think he got a point in that playoff series. That was a great Merrick take. <laughs> Never got off the bus. Oh, he did it. He did it. I mean, God, no, no one else besides him. Don't forget. Besides him and Dreitzel were the only ones who, who who got off the bus that year. Hey, who is that other Russian they drafted number one overall? Who like Nail Yakupov? Yeah. Oh man, stinks. Is is he in the coast? Is he is alive? He in- he's he- in the KHL. I like my dog toy. Are, are are you are you sure he's not at, at Southwest Ice Arena? Oh, we know. Snowflake off. Is he Snowflake the Nailers? No, I think he's in the KGB now. I, I don't think it's the KHL. <laughs> KGB. He's on the Russian gas for sure. For sure. Um, well, look, I got nothing else NHL wise. Guys, any other thoughts on, on trades or, or potential uh, RFAs, UFAs uh, into the offseason here? No, that's good hockey coverage. Really good hockey coverage. I like it. Solid. Very solid. Well thought out. All good stuff. But look, we're in the dog days of summer, folks. Um, and nothing. Nothing is going to cool you off more than being a hundred feet up in a cherry pick in South Bend, Indiana, filming, f- filming for, for the golden domers blaze. What's the weather like in South Bend for the weekend? Give us the forecast. Just like those grad assistants up there risking their lives. It's an honor and a privilege to give you guys that South, the South Bend, Indiana weather forecast on Saturday. We got a high of 80 degrees, a low of 64 wind, eight miles an hour, but 55% humidity. So it is going to be muggy for our Golden Domers practicing football. And um, just a little prelude, uh, we'll be back on in two weeks and we'll have some good college football talk. Um, August is coming, training camp's here. We're excited. Uh, boys, I, I think we're going to have to have the uh, the Southside Chicago famous South Bend, Indiana news anchor, Warren Moss. We, we got to get her on the show. We got to get her on to, to, to talk about the Golden Domers, maybe her and, and Beesman Jones. Uh, to uh, to talk things over before the season gets started. But like you said, I'm also excited. We'll be on two weeks from now. 
Uh, we'll probably start going every week after that. Uh, start to preview the NCAA football season, the NFL football season. We got baseball playoffs right around the corner. Uh, again, we're, we're, we're kind of in the thick of things uh, right now at the trade deadline. Uh, so, look, it's it's going to shape up to be, a, I think, a pretty good end of the summer, start of the fall that, that we got coming up here. But, look, before we get out of here, boys, uh, any other final thoughts? Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. I'd like to see the White Sox add one more reliever, and I would like to see George suffer as much as he possibly can. <laughs> George, also, I wanted, I've been meaning to tell you, I am soaked. <laughs> soaked. George doesn't know what that is yet, guys. Why are you so soaked? I thought you were going to pick up on that. That's on me. I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said you wanted me to be miserable, and I was thinking of a comeback, and all I could think of was, sorry, I have. Find your, find your iPhone at the bottom of Kubiak's pool. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he brings me to the ghetto to go get it fixed. <laughs> die. Yeah, that was fun. He didn't just have one in his closet somewhere? Come on. He was reselling no, they, they were all fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought you buy uh, well, an iPhone with Kubiak, you get a free pair of fake Yeezys. Yeah, a free pair of Dre Beats. <laughs> no, dude. Hey, Scott, so- thanks for coming on. This was uh, fun. Hopefully, we yeah, can do this again guys. in October, and George will yeah. come on too, and we can talk about what Ricketts is. We can talk about the family experience for at Halloween for the Ricketts there for Karen and Glenco. Yeah, I'll tell hey, you take your family. Take your family to dinner at St. Ridley now, everybody. So that's that's good news. Uh, but no, Merrick, I don't know when you guys are posting this, but uh, I just I want to give out one more quick tip here. I will be in person at the Sox game on Saturday. I'm four and one this year. Put the house on the run line. We'll be kissing the plate before the game. We'll be doing all the rituals. Don't worry. So uh, put the that. house on the Sox run line on Saturday. We got Keiko on the mound. Cesar Hernandez coming out party against his old team, the Indians. Put it down right there. I love hey, this. I'm in. Hey, you're gonna have to tag. You're gonna have to tag us on Instagram so we can repost it for all the all the listeners and all the followers out there. Perfect. Uh, at the Southside guys, uh, follow us on Instagram on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, as boys said, Bray George, thanks for coming out. It was great. It was great seeing you. Great hearing from you. Uh, look forward to uh, uh, talking White Sox baseball, George. Have fun in the off season. I know that golf game needs some work, so uh, uh, make, make, make sure to make sure to get out there, swing the clubs a little bit more. But we'll still be swinging the the, the lumber come October. Yeah, hey Merrick, get that out any easier, bud. Took you forty seconds. A little plug here, little plug here. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but I shot a seventy six the other day for golf, and I made about a hundred t shirts, all different sizes. It has my face, and it says Mister Seventy Six. I'll send some to the show. Bray, I got some to you too. Perfect. Uh, what did you shoot on the back nine though? <laughs> <laughs> classic line, classic line. But yeah, I'll send, the, I'll send the show. I'll send the show shirts. I, I seriously have them made. They should be here any day. So um Do they come with a free mask? Can you send me a welcome. mask too, George? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't get me started. Hey, how many yeah, mulligans? If you'd open with that, then there would have been fireworks. Hey, hey, how many mulligans though, seriously, on that? I'm not lying to you. Oh, no. you 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 stuttered. I am not lying. I shot zero, no reshots. It was a straight score. So what are we talking here? Like like 17 out of 18 greens regulation or what? Dude, I didn't miss 
Iron Game was fairway one time. I didn't miss the fairway one time. Mr. Colin Morikawa over here. Yeah, I mean, dude, the 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 people that were following me, cheering me on, was incredible. I didn't even know where they came from. So yeah, I got shirts. I'm thinking about getting pins made too, but those are a little more expensive. The shirts were like pretty easy. Get hundred shirts made, boom, done. Um, I literally yeah. want one. I'll I'll pay for. I'll Venmo you my shipping. Yeah, I was well, just I'm saying, I, all for free. I bought them all, all, all for free. These are gifts to my friends. These you are George's gifts to you. Don't ever forget. George, George haven't gone full rickets yet and charges for those. <laughs> George, so though, like I always say on Twitter, you know, one of my oldest friends, you know, I'm always here for you. Please. I know it's going to be a super rough next couple months. So I'm here for you, man. You have my number. All right. Yeah. Just call. Just call. If the White Sox actually do well, which I, I don't think they're going to. There's just too much, too much stuff going on. I am going to be. Someone's gonna need to contact me because I'm gonna be a fucking miserable prick. George, I've told you my funniest thing that I see on Twitter now is like Scott will post something about the White Sox and Jeff Kubiak will comment on it and you'll be like, Oh uh, Scott, you know that he's a Packers fan, right? No, he's a Packers fan. <laughs> George, this season could not have played out any better. It was like at the beginning you were like, Cubs suck. I'm miserable. And then they gave you that hope. It was just so perfect. And you were just tagging me every day with I don't know, Javi hitting a home run or something. Just like, hey, did you see this, buddy? And now, oh, my God, I've never seen a dumpster fire like this in my life. So, And, and George responding every day, he would just respond with, I hate seeing you like this. What he gives a fuck. Hey, listen, listen. Bray, you do know that Jeff Kubiak, Jay Koob's 18 – is a Green Bay Packers fan. Dude, I, told, I told these guys I have no idea who this guy is. We just talk on Twitter every day. <laughs> hey, he knows nothing about sports. You're fine. He doesn't even know what fucking town he lives in. So you're good. <laughs> well, boys, thanks again for coming out. Uh, listeners, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks to kick off uh, college football preview. Uh, some definite props uh, over under wins. And look, I'm interested to talk about that that addition, uh, or actually probably collapse of the Big 12 and and, and additions uh, to some other Power Five conferences. So uh, tune in in uh, in a few weeks, and good luck, Amblin. Peace. <laughs>